Hey guys, welcome back to UK6, the podcast, a podcast about sneakers, streetwear, and everything in between, hosted by two women in the industry. My name is Alex Hacker, aka Mini Swoosh, and my co host is Meg Parry. Welcome back, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that uh, impromptu musical number. You're very welcome. How are you? I'm all right, hun. How are you doing? I'm <laughs> um, very tired. Uh, I think this episode will air maybe a week before our next show. Yeah. So. You're about 10 days away right now? Yeah. Yeah. It's Haven't had a day time. off in maybe a month. It's okay. Keep going. Yep. I've been reading a lot of like articles with like designers and you know well-established people in the industry and like I just keep hearing the same things over and over and again it's like the key to success is to like last persistence just just stick at it which Mm. is just like yeah so true gotta think about that long game yeah and it is a long game it's like you really have to invest and put your time energy money sweat tears sweat tears literally there's definitely been some some of all yeah three of they're them all in there in, in garments like yeah. physically in them <laughs> you can find my dna in there uh, probably <laughs> in some of them um yeah so it's busy but i'm uh, very exciting i'm looking forward to coming to the show i mean you won't really be attending you'll be backstage <laughs> yeah i'm like well i'm looking forward to seeing it backstage yeah and so then just seeing other people's pictures afterwards of what it looks like <laughs> yeah yeah it's gonna be bigger yeah lots to look forward to yeah so I have my if you guys don't know I have my debut catwalk show it's our third season for my brand studio ALCH yep so we've got our debut catwalk show at London Fashion Week men's and it's on June 9th uh, so it's super exciting Ah, I'm really excited for you yeah I'm doing a little butt wiggle right now because I'm like excited. <laughs> like, I'm, not, I'm like really, you know, when you just got so much energy, you're like, yeah, just gotta do. I'm a like the wiggle. complete opposite right now. <laughs> yeah, but I think like fashion's just. We'll probably speak about fashion a lot this episode. I feel like that's all that's like in my mind right now. But I guess at like the top of that, like the biggest thing in media right at the moment has been Rihanna. Yeah, well, yeah, in terms of fashion. Yeah, in terms yeah. of the fashion yeah, world. Yeah, there's been a lot in the... In there's the, been a lot in every other media, but... Yeah. I mean, we see Brexit at, like, every day, but... Oh, my god. Other than that, yeah, we've seen Rihanna and launch her Fenty. As part of LVMH. Mm-hmm. Big. It's crazy. I've, there's, like, read a few articles where they're talking about celebrity designers. Yeah. And this idea of... The new, like, I guess it's not even like new, what is a celebrity designer? Yeah, Business of Fashion said, who needs a star designer when you have a real star? Which I think is a really interesting point to kind of, they talk about this like post-designer brand Mm. phase that, I mean, I guess the culture and industry is kind of morphing into where it's more just like a face of a product as opposed to you know, a designer and, you know, a, a team. Obviously, there's still a desi- many designers and teams behind all of these kind of celebrity-driven brands. But it's, yeah, it's the the vision and kind of like, I guess you said, the muse yeah, has shifted. I would, I would definitely say that, like, when I looked at the collection, that you can see Rihanna wearing every single piece. A hundred percent. 
But it, you, it's almost like you remember her seeing, you remember yeah, her wearing them already. You're almost like, I'm pretty sure she's already worn this, but it's like very similar to things that she's worn yeah. before. Or like her, her like current style is like, yeah, I'd say she is like the muse of the collection. If you can picture yeah. in everything, she is the muse of the collection. Hard to know how involved she is with the decision making process and whatnot. But mm. I think I think she'll ha- I think she'll have some longevity in this. Yeah, well, that's what we were talking about before. Yeah. Like, does this have longevity? Because I think she's been testing the waters for a while now. So we've seen like the Puma thing. We've seen her lingerie. Because with the Puma Fenty collection, she did ki- she did some catwalks for that, and they yeah. did a whole range of apparel. But I don't know if all of that apparel got released. Yeah, I don't know if it was just press pieces. Ah, uh, I'm not sure. Because I don't. I remember seeing a couple of pieces, I'm, but not like the full looks. And like, do you remember when she, she they did, did Puma like heels? Yes, yeah, so as did part the of that heels. show, and they were amazing. Yeah, but I, I don't think they ever got released. Yeah, unless they were just on, like... I mean, maybe I just didn't see them. You just didn't see them in store, and then you just... They were on, like... I saw a couple of the apparel pieces on ASOS. Yeah, and I saw a couple of, like, um, bags and stuff as well. But Maybe it was, like, a really limited release. Mm, Like, also, like, hard to know how much was, like, actually released from that. But she had, like, a very successful time with Puma and her, like, Puma shoes. They were, like, massively successful. In terms of like the slides and the creeper sort of style one that she yeah. did as well, like I think she's been testing the sort of waters for this for quite a while, and she's had quite a bit of success. I think maybe what's confusing for me is the fact that she puts the same name on everything, mm. irrelevant of the price point. So her luxury house is called Fenty. Yeah, her lingerie line, which is very affordable, it, is, is it Savage, Savage Fenty. Fenty. And then Puma was, which was also maybe a medium price range, was Puma Fenty. Mm. So I, I guess that's that, a, I guess that's quite confusing for the customer, really, because it's like, yeah. oh yeah, I've brought Fenty before, and then you've also got her beauty line as well, haven't you? Oh yeah, of course. Which is also huge, and everybody raves about it. And there was queues. There was queues in yeah. the UK to get it. Um, I mean, celebrity beauty is a whole other. Yes, yeah, so you've got Fenty Beauty as well. Yeah, I mean, Does she's that doing all pretty come well. Under the same house, because traditionally, for example, at LVMH, Louis Vuitton, mm. everything is housed under Louis Vuitton. Yeah. Whereas with Fenty, Fenty Beauty wouldn't come under LVMH, and it's a different logo, I think. I'm not, possibly, I'm not even, but then when you think of the, like, Chanel, Chanel have makeup, clothes. Yeah, but it's all housed under the same Okay, I see what you're saying. Do you see what I mean? Mm. I want to look at the It's almost like a, it's gone backwards. So she's done all the sub projects (laughs) and then launched the big brand. Um, But I'll be interested to see how that goes. I think I'm... I think did it she, sell I think out? she's got no. I don't think it did. I don't think it did, but I think she's got like a, quite a loyal following and I think there's yeah. a lot of people. I think it's interesting when you test um your audience to see kind of what price point they're operating at because mm. it's it's a whole other ball game when you start marketing a higher price point. Uh, yeah. You know, it's easy 
for someone to hand over 20 pounds for a product. It's a lot harder for someone to hand over 800 pounds for a product. Despite the product being better in quality, more sustainable, better for the environment, you know, uh, a higher premium, you know, in terms of the textiles and finishes. Yeah, I see what you're saying. And that, and in that respect, it does make it interesting to see how, will how it be the this same will be received. Base? Yeah. Will it be a different customer base? I think she'll base? have a different, a different customer base. Yeah. I think she will almost have various customer customer bases mm. based on what right you might buy from Fenty Beauty but you might not buy from her f- like new fashion yeah, line yeah I do think that's but she, true that's clever because she's making money from lots of different groups of people yeah when's the new music though real yeah, talk we, we really need it we're big yeah. fans <laughs> <laughs> not just of the beauty and not just of the clothes but we we need the music I feel like we've had some Rihanna like full on playlists and they've got us through yeah she has got some bangers. But I kind of think this poses like that whole question of, you know, the power of the influencer mm. and per se the power of celebrity. Yeah. Because, you know, I've seen a lot of articles about, you know, the influence. The influence of the influencer. Yeah. How do you feel like reading that? Because some people might categorize you as an influencer if they don't know. You yeah, are I always actually find a designer. That, that funny because I think some people think that I, I mean, I have never categorized myself as an influencer. I have, I don't think I've ever done a sponsored post. I don't think I've ever done one. Not that I'm aware no, of, no. I don't, I don't that's think not that. something I've ever been interested in doing. No, I think... You always like, I think people might be confused and think that you get paid to wear shoes, but actually, oh no, I just wear them because I love yeah, them. But I think that's just like a misconception in like people think, yeah, people reach out to me all the time, hmm. but that's just, I'm not just not really interested in doing that. But like the power of influencer, just for one instance, is the fire festival. Like yeah. everybody posted that one picture. That like orange blocker, I think it was at the time. Everybody's probably watched the Fire Festival documentary. Yeah, and obviously there was somebody like poorly managing it. Let's say. Yeah, <laughs> but that is like you go follow that back, and that was one very very clever marketing video and some clever influencer marketing. Mm. And I guess that sparked a conversation about trusting influencers and this trust. Because people brought into that festival thinking it was going to be full of selling hot a supermodels, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I think, like going back to that, I think pe- because I gained quite a big following and then really pushed my brand and what I do, they thought that it went from influencer to starting my own brand. But I had my whole, my own brand the whole time. Yeah, I just wasn't focusing on it full time. No, and I, I'm yeah, and I've always but done. But you design. were always making things the entire time I've known. Yeah, you. and I have a like I have a degree in yeah fashion. I feel like as it was almost you correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like it happened simultaneously as you started to make more. Your followers started to increase more. The more stuff you made, and yeah, photographed it, you, they go hand in hand. Yeah, they went. They came together at this like at the sort of same yeah. rate. 
but now I don't have so much time to make pieces yeah. for myself anymore. It's yeah, um, it's, it's changed a bit now. Yeah, but it's it changes all like inevitably good. You don't want to be putting out the same things all the time. No. Yeah, but I read um. Hypebeast released a, a streetwear impact report uh, mm-hmm. recently that had quite a few interesting statistics on um, influencers and whatnot. Um, I mean, just it would kind of just was saying that, you know, the influence of influencers doesn't really exist anymore and people are shifting, you know, where they're looking for influence to, you know, musicians and... Um, artists especially hip-hop and rap musicians uh, so i think that shift has kind of started and it's going to inevitably snowball hmm. i am like i was just thinking i just had like a train of thought where i was like we're getting to a point where more people will own their own business be freelance be more entrepreneurial and we're in such a like digital age it's Easy to look at people and think you can make look at this person. They're making a full time living from being an influencer, and I'm sure it takes like a lot of hard work and a lot of taking pictures that you probably don't really want to oh, take yeah. and things like that. But it's, I just think it's like the struggle of like deciding to where making money and selling a bit of yourself. I guess it's just a commercial exchange. Is what I'm trying to say. Even if you don't hashtag ad. You, even if you're just on social media, you're part of this commercial ex- exchange. Yeah. Your data and goes to somebody, they collect your data and they sell it to somebody. Everybody's like profiting off this. I'm a part of it, you're a part of it in different yeah. ways and formats. Yeah, whether it's just taking inspiration from someone's aesthetic, uh, inspiration from the way they've worn something, like everything's being accumulated, whether it be subconsciously or by pu- on purpose it's all being used that content is free content and it's all being used by brands by individuals by you know corporate entities by everyone mm. yeah but one of the stats that i saw in this report which you can read on hypebeast um was that 70 percent of the people they surveyed so they surveyed about forty-one thousand people mm-hmm. um they earned under forty thousand US dollars, but were still willing to drop huge amounts of their income on streetwear items. And they also found that two thirds of those surveyed said that a streetwear item never went out of style. Wow, which I think Very is a really interesting, interesting I, statistic. But me personally, my own opinion is it depends on the item. Um, but things that I owned. 2010 mm-hmm. let's say 2012 which are, at that time I'd be like these are key streetwear pieces you need to own one of these sort of thing or like that was very of the moment I would not say that piece is timeless now and probably would wear it to bed but maybe people's <laughs> perception of what style mean is actually interconnected is- with value mm. so when you ask someone if something will go out of style they think will this not like will this still have a monetary value associated with it yeah because for example take supreme if you buy a supreme t-shirt value goes up yes so perhaps in that respect it will never go out of style because 
you'll always be able to sell it for at least what you paid for it, mm. more or less. Not all pieces, but in general. Maybe that, maybe, I mean, we w- we're think, already yeah, seeing every, a shift to I think where the people definition put more of value. has changed as well. So I guess what I consider would be timeless is difficult because my perception of it is slightly different to what the perception is now because it's more luxury now. And luxury items do tend to be a bit more timeless. Oh, yeah, 100%. And that is like one of the things of why you buy a more luxury luxury item because you're like, this is timeless. This should last in terms of the quality yeah. um, of the production techniques and the materials, A, and B, the style itself should be uh, timeless. Yeah. I'm quite sh- like, what was the last bit on that? It was, I'm quite shocked by it. Was it that most people... D- don't forty thousand dollars. So you it's seventy percent of people who earned less than forty thousand US dollars, so thirty thousand pounds, more or less, um, are still willing to drop huge amounts or huge portions of that income on pieces. I just think that's part of our gen- like our generation. We're moving away, yeah. away from those sorts of like we don't really own cars. We get Ubers. We airbnb we we floss on the ground yeah we buy a shoe we resell it like i think that's almost like it's like that is part and parcel of like everything that we do as like a generation well yeah it's just like this idea of putting a commercial value on anything that you consume Mm. and that's the same thing with social media it's a commercial entity yeah it's it's going to be interesting to see how the fashion industry especially develops over the next few years. Think how quickly it's changed already. Yeah. Like since you left university, think what they told you at university to compare to what it is now. Yeah. I don't think, I'm almost like you might do a three-year course and like three years down the line from leaving that course, it could like the information that you were given could be so irrelevant because yeah, it, we it changes so quickly we weren't talking about e-commerce or streetwear or um sustainability oh, throughout no. the four years of my degree and that was only five six years I ago think people mentioned sustainability and they mentioned how difficult it was that was the conversation yeah oh sustainability is very difficult and if you want to be a sustainable company it's very expensive like, and I just remember being like... Sustainability equals Hessian. <laughs> do you want to give the definition for the word, that word? What, Hessian? Yes. Uh, wait, do you for not those, know what Hessian like, is? For those who don't know, including me. Oh, Hessian is like that brown, like that really itchy fabric that like coffee oh, beans hemp. are... Nah, kind of. It's like Hessian. Oh, okay. H-E-S-S-I-A-N. Yeah, basically. So like an organic material, but at its a very raw state. Oh, itchy. Yeah. It's one of those like itchy knitted jumpers that somebody makes. I mean, I don't know if anyone actually makes clothes out of Hessian, but that was... Hope not. Maybe a more refined Hessian. Vagina. I was like, oh, hemp. Well, yeah, also hemp. Yeah, but you can, I think you can get ni- nicer qualities of that now, but I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it... But essentially, going back to what you were saying, that is kind of what it equaled. There wasn't... 
a conversation about sustainability being on a commercial level. Or no. Being, or being, not even on a commercial level, being on a luxury level. Yeah. But then you were being taught to be like conceptual thinkers and to be like more high-end designers. So it, like, it didn't really like... They wanted you to come up with the answers, really, because none, none of your teachers had them. No. But, I mean, you can't blame them. It wasn't really a priority. In... Even when they were taught, it wasn't a priority. No. So it's... And, and everyone's kind of learning at the same time. Yeah. You know, big companies are learning. They're, like, improving, you know, their techniques. Smaller companies are trying to, you know, incorporate it. It's a very difficult um, kind of subject mm. because it is so new and... I think one of the biggest ways forward in terms of, you know, working with sustainability is advances in technology. I think that will be the true saviour. I think it will. Yeah. I think you're right. So, guys, on that note, (laughs) just while we're there, I'm going to... Segway. Yeah. So you might have noticed we've dropped a bit of the bi-monthly out of our intro. And we kind of said in our last episode, just to make sure that you remember to rate, review and subscribe. Because we just will drop these. Episodes when we have a chance. When we have a chance, really. Um, So if you listen on iTunes, Spotify. What is the other one? Luminary. Just subscribe, like us, follow us. If you want to Leave ask us any questions, you can hit, hit us up on there or send us an email at uk6podcast at gmail.com. I signed up to Luminary this week. Very impressed. Yep. We've, we've already plugged them, I oh, think, right. on a, I feel a couple like they of need different... different paid me because I'm just yeah, like... Luminary and LinkedIn, we've plugged enough. <laughs> the two L's. Bonnie added me on LinkedIn. Yeah. I was like... Except. If we got a me- if we got like a penny for every time we use the word Instagram as well, oh yeah, we'd be, we might start earning money off this. I know. <laughs> um, so if you do want to follow us on Instagram, we do have a podcast Instagram. We will be posting on there soon, so you can just get the latest updates on there, and we'll kind of recap the- on a couple of our yeah. last. And we'll episodes. also link in the people that we have on the show, so you can go follow those, know a little bit more about them, put a face to the voice. And whatnot. And if you want to follow us, I'm at Meg Texa and at Mini Swoosh over there. (laughs) (laughs) So we have a super exciting guest this week. Um, He is a huge sneaker collector, and I mean seriously huge. He's a photographer, DJ, founder of the iconic Slam and Kicks, which was a store in London that closed in 2007. And of course, he is the person behind the infamous archive.dna account. His Instagram bio is literally, what do you actually do? I love that. So uh, we're hoping to find this out and share with you today. Please welcome Magdi Magdi Fernandez. Fernandez. Welcome back to UK6. Welcome, Magdi. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the very official studio of the UK6 podcast. It's fantastic. I love it. So we probably met, I guess, during Foot Patrol days, probably at some point. But I yeah. think we kind of like connected when we did that Shocks internal video for Nike. Yeah. I think that's kind of when I realised that you're like a really big collector. Because <laughs> well, you're quite yeah. low-key. Yeah, I don't really, I mean, I don't, uh, people who may have known me from back in the day would have known from the time when I had slamming mm. kicks. 
um, you know, that was, you know, people would have known me who are older, you know, and it's like yeah. the kind of the newer generation, the, you know, you guys who, who kind of weren't around at the slamming kicks days, yeah. you know, cause it just wasn't your time, but that was like what, you know, I, I don't go around like certain people and just show everything that I've got. And yeah. It's very uncommon nowadays. It's, uh, yeah. yeah. It's all about, um, flossing yeah, these it's all days. about flossing these days. So I, yeah, I try to keep it low key. I mean, people who know me, know me and, you know, and people will get to know me and, and the same way it's through like, this podcast. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's, it's more about kind of like just, you know, people who can connect us there's always people who can co-sign what I've done. Yeah. Yeah. For I don't sure. need to prove that to that's anyone. A, that's so a good way it, to yeah. be. Yeah. So for our listeners, do you want to give like just a brief introduction to you and what you're doing? And um, Cool. So my name's Magdi Fernandez. Um, I was, well, I, I was, I, I don't like saying former owner of Slamming Kicks, even though. Um, I don't think you have to say past tense. You just, you were. Yeah. Or, I mean, that or is, I am. Yeah, I am still. I, I am still the owner of Slamming because there's no one else. Um, and um, that was in the early 2000s. Uh, we closed in 2008. We were probably a bit too early for the kind of sneaker revolution of ahead what's of happened. Ahead of your time. Mm-hmm. We were a bit ahead of the time. Um, if we were still around now, it would have been a, a completely different game. Um, but fast forward, um, I do... Um, a lot of uh, photography and film work and consultancy for Nike. Um, the infinite consultancy term. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've helped. And the, the, the diff- I guess the difference is, is, you know, a lot of people who use that term. Um, but I've helped with product releases, with, um, you know, with uh, local activations, things that needed, whether it's for, you know, mainly for basketball in Jordan. Mm. Uh, because my history, I used to play basketball for England. Um, and, you know, I came into the sneaker world from a point of basketball where yeah. I wanted to be the player on that court who had that shoe that no one else had. And I didn't think there was anyone else like me who was weird like that. But it was, you know, it wasn't for fashion, fashion on the court, but it was never like something where I wanted to be cool for the rest of my school because I had the weirdest things on my feet you know I was wearing foam posits and <laughs> flight zoom flight 95s like things that nobody really wears especially in the UK yeah, yeah so for sure. you know I kind of came into it very differently um you know although I I listened to rap music and I was looking at album covers and looking at the source magazine and seeing what they were wearing it didn't really reflect that I wanted those shoes yeah your it, references were slightly different exactly so, yeah um so so kind of you know all of these years I've just accumulated knowledge and mm. just purely from passion and and just enjoyment of of you know the the, the footwear industry really yeah I think my love of sneakers like kind of started with like the idea of connecting like sport and like production of clothing and apparel and products to help you play sport better. Like that was my fascination always existed in that kind of connection between like functionality and, you know, a product. Yeah. I mean, I literally was obsessed with technology and it was like, you know, the phone posit one, I mean, it was, you know, 
Gary Warnett, rest in peace. This is his birthday today, by the yeah, way. Yeah, happy, you know, happy birthday, Gary. Um, and I remember, you know, he he used to call me Fernando Posit because like, <laughs> because it was I was obsessed. That's good. You know, he because yeah, it's a long story, but there was a big connection between phone posits and my last name, and he would just make up things and whatever. And you know, the phone posit, just remembering when, you know, the tech that was behind it, the you know the the phone upper to I, protect i feel like even today that shoe is like futuristic looking yeah. even oh, today still, it still yeah. makes me like it's it's a double moon shoe. i mean it's still ridiculously it looks ridiculous yeah it does. you know it's got <laughs> you know these weird kind of waves on them and it's like they're know, like moon boots in some moon, sense yes. yeah you're like what are those you're, they're space shoes i mean it used to always come into the nike outlet i worked at that we'd always have so many of them like on the discount back wall yeah like, and that's the thing. But I mean, you know, and it was always me that would buy them. Yeah. <laughs> and that was the thing. It was like, especially in the UK, I mean, you know, that was never a shoe, you know, but I was obsessed with it. Yeah. Because that was the first shoe I truly saved up for in 97. And because I, I remember going for a trip to, to America to see my uncle and, and family over there. And I had $180 that I'd saved up, you know, all summer. And it was like, you know, a lot of was, money. Yeah. Well, yeah I mean, back then, that's back a lot then, of money. Was, it yeah. was $180. Yeah. So, and I was like, here you go. I went to Foot Locker. My uncle took me there. And I went, here you go. Here's the, you know, $180. They were like, no, it's $198. It's $180 <gasps> plus tax. Oh, fuck. And I went, I was literally going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this can't be, this can't be happening. I've saved up. A long time for this. Yeah. So anyway, I went, you know, I went back down. And he was like, where's the shoes? And I was like, I didn't know you had to pay tax. We oh, don't have tax. tax. always gets you. Yeah. Yeah. Every yeah. time I go, it's always annoying. So my uncle was like, here you go, it's $20. Yeah. So he went and gave <laughs> My treat for you. Yeah. So I, I was like, this is amazing. You know, and I got, I got that shoe. And it's been, you know, that was even just that as a story was like something that always sticks with me. Mm-hmm. That you know, the, the effort that I had to go to, to get that shoe and me wearing them on the court was like just something completely mm. different. Cause one, nobody had that shoe. It oh. didn't come out in the UK for maybe a year after, because that's how it used I to be. I love getting a regional release. That's not where you live. Yeah. yeah. Oh. But back then the shoes, there was, that was the ultimate thing was if you, if anyone's going to America, you would ask them to get you something that just released over there. Because you knew it was not going to come out here. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, and it was like, you know, that that shoe, you know, that was, I mean, it, it didn't sell out or anything like things do today, but it was over there. And I was like, this is amazing. I'm going to get that shoe. It was the most expensive basketball shoe that's that at the time had ever been produced. Mm. So I was like, this is, yep, I'm getting it. I'm getting it. I'm getting it. I brought it here. No one had ever seen it before. I'm wearing it on the court. They were pretty heavy. Yeah, they still are. Yeah, they're still pretty heavy. I've picked them up. Yeah, I've never worn them. But I I think they're for people who are into basketball, not for me. Yeah, I mean it's, and that's the thing, and it's, and that's why I loved it. The double zoom stacked, you know, air unit, um, you know, the foam to protect your toes for doing lateral movements and all of that sort of stuff. Like I was obsessed with that sort of Mm. side of it. so, you know, moving forward, like I just carried on collecting. When I yeah. say collecting, I, I don't consider myself a collector mm-hmm. as such. I might have a collection of shoes, but it's a, it's an, I feel that it's an insult to actual collectors. I'm a hoarder. 
<laughs> to be fair, yeah. yeah. Because collectors will collect for a purpose. They will, if someone will go, I want all nine, 80s and 90s runners, and they, they will collect and they will go, right, I've ticked that one, I've ticked that one off the list. I've got a... Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah like I a, agree. It's systematic. There's a system of what they are collecting. Like people who only collect one model. One model. Yeah. Or one, you know, one style of shoe, and they yeah. want all colours of that shoe. You know, or something along that. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, or I, do, you're I would just collect things I want or buy things purpose, I want. With a purpose, for instance, you're going to put it into an archive or an exhibition sure. or like there's like some sort of end result for your hobby. Yeah. I think. And that's the key. It's the hobby. Because, yeah. you know, although we all talk about this sneaker culture, this that's another thing that I'm so against right now mm. is this term of calling it sneaker culture because I don't, I'm fully, um, and, and I, and I, I have these discussions and debates with other people, you know, people who I respect and, you know, and even people who I don't, but it's, um, <laughs> that I don't believe that there is a sneaker culture. I believe there is a community. I believe That's what I was gonna say. there is a, an industry, but I do feel that this is a hobby because I don't, and I don't know how you guys feel about this, but the moment you have to buy something to be included, it no, it can't be a culture. Yeah. Cause I have to buy my way into this. Yeah. Well, it's funny. I mean, they're like creating so many apps and websites surrounding, you know, this culture of reselling and, I think that's really important for the industry, but it's funny that um, like reselling has become such a huge part of this culture per se. I remember when it was kind of like almost frowned upon, like it just wasn't really like you didn't want, you wanted to say that you got shoes, but you weren't there to resell. But now it's like hand in hand. Oh yeah, you of course you're going to buy that because you want to buy something else with the money you make on top of that. And that now there's like, You've seen stores that like almost make you buy your size and wear them outside the shop yeah. to stop this like resale culture. Well, Pat, it- Pat have been doing that. Not they don't tell you to wear it, but you if you if you come in and you ask for your size, and you can either go a half size down or a half size up. If they don't have any of those sizes, it doesn't matter how long you've queued. You're you're out. You don't. You can't just buy. Oh yeah, I see what you mean. For you know, go and get something at some for someone else. We used to have yeah. that though. People would come in the store and we'd be like, "Oh, we've sold out. We've only got a twelve left." We'll take that. And they were like, "I'll take the 12 I'm like, "You're definitely not a 12 yeah. And <sighs> I know, but you just but you told just them. sell it. <laughs> you're like, "All right, yeah. yeah." No, I know. And but Pata, try. I mean, I I, I just know it's that it's not from, an easy um, thing to try and ins- put in no. place in your store, no. like. From my experience, I imagine threats. that would be, yeah. They have uh, death threats yeah. because of shoes. I'm like, we had that for less, for yes. like less things than saying like, no, we were just like, walk, like there'd be a massive queue outside, walk in, look at somebody. You looked at them the wrong way. Yeah. Now they're like, think that yeah. they're not going to get the shoe. Mm. And you're like, yo, I'm just checking out the queue. Like I work yeah. here, but like, yeah. I can close this off if you want me to. Yeah. It is... It can. I think that's why it ended up going into like raffles, and I know well, everybody didn't like it's, that. At it's the difficult. Time. It's difficult because even that with raffles now, um, the way I feel about raffles is that it's given birth to 
an entire generation of resellers. Yeah. Because it's... It's very easy. It's so easy. Well, yeah. I mean... You don't... We you, don't win. I don't win. If, okay, you don't win. I've said this it's on the weekend, though. Notorious. I was like, I never win. And then I realised, I was like, I also never bother you entering anymore. You have to be in to win it. <laughs> yeah, but it, all it's... Imagine if I said to you, someone who's never... Who's not into shoes, just someone who's next to me and go, if you press this button, right... It costs you nothing. Press this button, put your details in. If you win, you've just made £500. And if not, yeah, you have not, lost you nothing. You haven't lost a thing. So what this does for me is... It's it, a lottery. It's, like, it's, that's what it's turned into. It's just... And, and if not, you move on. You carry on with your day. What The way I look at it is I don't, I'm not against reselling. I think if you queue up for 12 hours you're overnight you're sitting outside a shop for 12 hours and you going you you earn that right to to go and re- do whatever you want with that shoe because while i'm in bed sleeping you've just queued up and you know in the cold in the rain yeah. and, which they do they do yeah and you and you've earned that right to do whatever you want if you want to resell them you resell them yeah but people who are you know i mean yes they do resell it and it's not none of my business what they do with it but it's you are making it so easy and accessible for people that it's also it's also making false um false results for these brands because you've got oh there's a hundred thousand people wanted these shoes but how many emails from each person how many of these are bots how many of these people you know are actually just going to sell them on yeah how many people actually want the shoe to wear is this is the actual thing that you want you want but, to know yeah and it like adds some weird value to the shoe where the shoe goes up on, like on well, the day well there's the actual value and then, and then there's the realized value like a week because people are realizing actually i can't sell this shoe for yeah. six like 600 pounds or whatever it was so there becomes like this problem where it's like Actually, the shoes aren't circulating in the way that they're being worn. They're just circulating the internet. Yeah. But I find it really fascinating that on StockX, you can kind of see the price rises and everything, yeah. and everything's documented now, yeah. which I just think is incredible. Like, I, love I find a stat. it. Yeah, I do. Give me a I stat do. Any I find day. it so yeah. interesting that I can go on and I can see it, you know, at, at this month, it was worth this much. I, I find it fascinating. Yeah. yeah. But I think, like, perhaps, I have never really thought about this, but I think perhaps maybe why reselling has become such a big industry is because there's not that many like niche um like boutique sneaker stores anymore no there isn't there's, so there's well, when c- i say boutique there's no independent mm-hmm. yeah so there's a couple stores. there's like pam pam yes sure women's store the in women's shortage store. yeah there's it, but uh, you're gonna struggle S- to think of more yeah. sns but they're much bigger now yeah i mean sns Foot are, patrol but they're owned by jd exactly so it's kind Pata, of like Patter is one of the few. But they all the, they're pretty much own in especially in the London store. Their 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 one mission was to sell their own brand. So mm. it, it is pretty much their own. It's a, a brand store as opposed to in selling London. Yeah, in London. Yeah, yeah. In, they in sell Amsterdam. some of their collab pieces, yeah. but that's about. So it's you know there really isn't a independent no. feel of. You know, the way Carnaby Street used to be, um, you know, Covent Garden, there was, you know, my trainers, um, there was, you know, the original Foot Patrol, you know, my store, there was Hideout. There was there was actually a few who were who actually, um, you know, Bond as well. That was in, you know, um, Marlborough Court or around that that area. But 
they're really th- th- those were the foundations that were yeah. built for what is happening today. You know, we we I would say I'm you know we paved a way for commercializing commercializing what what is happening now and we were definitely too early a lot you know none of us are here anymore but i think perhaps there'll be like some sort of i mean someone has to do it but there'll be some sort of relapse towards more community oriented things Mm. and projects i read somewhere i was watching a few of your interviews on youtube (laughs) um but i think you were talking about how every friday you used to do um like a Friday night gathering with like crooked tongues. With crooked, yeah. 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 So, you know, with um so Gary and Steve, um, Steve Bryden. Yeah. Um and Charlie Morgan, um, when they were at Crooked, um, you know, we we they used to come out and hang out anyway. Because we used to even if after the shop closed, we would just hang out, put the bench outside and just chill, you know. None of us actually drunk. So, you know, me, Gary, Charlie Steve, none of us actually drunk alcohol. Mm. So we would always just chill outside the outside the shop and just hang out and talk just about random stuff. And we were like, you know, why don't we do something? And yeah. actually just because, yeah. you know, why not every Friday? It ended up being every two weeks and we was like slamming Fridays and it was like, um, you know, we would ha- have different exhibitions in the shop. Mm. So one one time it was New Balance, another time it was adidas yeah um you know other times it was nike whatever but it was always something different and we would just get you know drinks put some music on we had our decks at the back and we would play just some like tunes. super low-key really chilled. like it was nothing it was there was no releases it was just come and talk come and hang yeah. out no kind of corporate or like pr pushing no. of anything. yeah i think it, it would be nice to have those physical spaces like i think for things to grow and expand and to grow naturally, you need those physical spaces for like your roots to like set a place and for things to grow in their own way and have yeah. that capacity. Where there isn't a corporate control over it, yeah. per se, yeah. so you don't have to legally shut the shop at a certain time and yeah. be searched out and yeah. make sure there's no alcohol on the shop floor. You know, there's yeah. so many rules that come with, you know, dealing with a, like a shop that's owned sure. by a larger company. As well, like no like guest list, like, you know, it's the people who... No, you, we never had guests. Yeah, no. you don't have just, to promote it. Like it's yeah. just like word of mouth, come through if you want. Like yeah. come catch up with us. Haven't seen you, come yeah. through. I'll show you some pictures of it. Like it was like yeah. super you know, we'd I'd have my friends who would come after basketball practice and they would come with their basketball and just playing outside in front of the shop. Yeah. Then you've got the the guys who've come from their office in their suits and they just come and grab a couple of beers and just chill. Then I definitely you, miss that kind of culture. You know, like we used yeah. to, we used to go to the same pub like, every Saturday night after work for patrol with everyone, yeah. and everyone yeah. from like Carnby Street size would be there. Yeah. We used to go to the same pub every Saturday night. Yeah, just like see people catch up. Yeah, quite and often end up it's, having it's street based beer somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> because it's there is nothing. Getting a pizza. There's no one bringing that together now. Yeah, right? there's no one like organizing that. Like, but so, I think that's because it's so corporate now. Yeah. Yeah. So it's big companies. Yeah, because there's so many, it's just, it's not even just about the rules. It's just like, it's like, do I even want to? Mm. Like people, you know. Is this part of my job? Yeah. Yeah. Is it, do I have to be here? You yeah. know, it's, it's that sort of feeling. It's like, you know, that's why, like for me, why I, you know, I've actually started a, the, a new Instagram page, um, which we've spoken about before, um, which is archive.dna. 
That's the, that's the new name. Yes. Yeah. When I name. saw this page, like we've spoke about it on the podcast before. I don't know if you I know. didn't know it was you. Yes. Okay. So, so yeah. we like, spoke about it and was like, okay, so we're obsessed, guys. It's like fact based. It's like <laughs> we were like, you all need to go check it out because you, you know you can really like expand your knowledge, see things that you've not seen before. So everyone should still check that out. I yeah. still stick to that. Yeah. <laughs> and it was um, at the time it was Nike dot DNA. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I've since then found out that it wasn't Nike that pulled that. Yeah, the page me. got closed down, didn't um, it? Yeah, it got closed down. Um, apparently, some people from London um, reported negativity. Me, yeah, who didn't like that I was doing this um, for some reason. Um, and re- apparently, the the rule from someone from Instagram told me that if. You report a page. Well, I shouldn't say this because then other people might actually start reporting. Yeah, maybe it. don't say this. Yeah. I'm not I, say it. We can say this off air because I'm like, I don't want people yeah. reporting yeah, but pages. I've also had this done to my page like years ago. Yeah. And really? I, I, yeah. From yeah. an ex-boyfriend. Right. Okay. <laughs> and I was just like pathetic. I had like probably more followers than I have now. Yeah. And then at the time I was like, I don't, I don't care that I've yeah. lost all those people and they probably won't find me again on this platform or whatever. If they do, they do, but it doesn't really matter. But it's... I didn't know at the time is like I think it was harder back then because this is going back like six seven sure. years it's you can't get your page back right so they were just like no yeah I don't even think you could email Instagram at that point I think they were just so that's mad like, well no. I mean I couldn't I've I tried and it was only because lucky it was in your early stages yeah, yeah I was lucky it was it was quite early um, yeah you know and and it kind of it grew back anyway. Um, when I uh, but and it also helped because I changed it to archive.dna and it makes it makes it mine now. I know what I can't, you know, no one can say anything about it, yeah, regardless of who it is. Um, and I started the page because I was just like, you know, kind of uh, fed up of just seeing the same things on my feed every day yeah it's you see so many trends as well like you'll just see everyone kind of start posting the same sort of photo and like yeah yeah and and it's it is you know i mean it's like i felt that there is no resource you know after you know when speaking to gary i mean for me he was i i can't i am constantly kind of going back and referencing gary but he was part of the influence of why i wanted to do this page because you know as much as he hated it, he was an influencer because he always taught something. Yeah, he the did. term influencer to me isn't someone who has a lot of followers. It's what he was like you... an educator, he, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. to me, that's why, like, you go to school, teachers are influencers because yeah. they, they're, you know, that's what they're doing. That's their job. And every time I spoke with Gary, I learned something. You new. left, yeah, something, you left yeah. that room with something that you didn't know. Yeah, and that to me is what what influences you to then keep pushing but like always in if i could ever educate someone in that way where it's just like the tone the manner the way it comes across the language used was so like welcoming yeah there was no Mm. like arrogance or you never felt you know and he stupid he had he could have made you feel stupid but he never did yeah Yeah. that was the point and it always inspired you to learn more and always like want to have more conversations with him so it's also like the amount the of knowledge he had, but stuff. also like the way that he portrayed portrayed it and like yeah. fe- like fed it back to you was just probably exactly. one of the, one of the most key things to probably take away. Exactly, from and my that was that was why I felt it was, you know, 
I felt it was almost like a responsibility for me to to share some to share knowledge that I have mm. after all these years of things that I've done. Although some people have looked at it and said, you know, you're giving away a lot of free information to 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 brands and to agencies, and I'm like, yeah, but yeah, I would only be thinking that way if I didn't have a hundred times more information in my mind. You know, yeah. if yeah. I didn't, if I if this was my my <laughs> limit, then fair enough. But I have got. I've got, you know, catalogs in my mind sometimes, you know, of just like, oh, I remember that. Let me see if I can find that. An encyclopedia up there. And it's, it does happen. I mean, I'm not, it's not the same sort of level as Gary, but it was, you know, but I have a, a skill set of, from that time, especially Mm -hmm. from that early 2000 period, because for me is, is the early 2000s is the most, for me is the most important turning point in the sneaker realm because that was the first time so many things happened, whether it was retros coming back. Um, it was um, first kind of collaborations to happen. Yeah. Um, there were a lot of firsts that happened in the early 2000s. Um, and, you know, it became the early 2000s is what turned this what it is now. The wave, the wave that it is yeah. now. The wave it is now yeah. is because of that that time. Yeah, you and can was, like trace the timeline back, and you can just see the influence that it had on like to today. Yeah, more than the nineties. The nineties mm. was was innovation as such because of everything was new. You know, then all of a sudden you've got the two thousands where it was dunks coming back, Air Force Ones, um, Air Max Ones, Air Max nineties were coming back, and it was like you know this whole you know, buzz of just retros, mm. but it was beautiful shoes. It wasn't collaborations. It was, there were collaborations, but it was about just amazing colorways yeah. and great materials and great shapes and it really was a lot of, new things yes. that had never been seen before. Not reiterations, you know, brand new original concepts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's kind yeah. of what I think of like when I, no, like my knowledge of like collaborations goes to like colorways and like interesting colorways and like the playfulness with colors because yeah. you didn't really like see that almost but like now collaborations has took on like a new form as in like it's I deconstructing that, and all that so- yeah but I, I almost feel that the the whole collaboration thing now is 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 what is setting your value as a brand and i, I feel that my knowledge my knowledge base is mainly nike so it it frustrates me because nike is strong enough as a brand to not have to do collaborations to make it cool yeah yeah it's like probably one of the strongest brands it's in the world if you just do a great shoe you will do well i mean it's 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 just simple. You don't nece- you don't need to have a cosign for everything. You you know I, I I was saying it to a friend of mine. You don't you can't off white your way through everything. Do you know what I mean? Like that's and it's I'm being in a sense critical, but there has to be a point where you do something different. You know and make it make it your own. You know look what I mean for me. I really really like the React um, eighty seven. Yeah, I mean oh, I love yeah. it. I've That's, trashed mine. Yeah, same. Mine, mine, are, mine are destroyed. They're, they're awful. We, like, I was looking at the sole of them and there's no 
It's just no flat. tread. Yeah, it's just flat. <laughs> That's what I mean. But such a great did, shoe. Did, did you need a collab for that? It was just a great shoe. No, I, I, I don't have one. the collab. No, I, I don't have, have the collab white yeah. one either. Yeah, I just brought it because I, I saw it and I was like, this sole, this shoe. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, it's transparent. It's honestly it's, one of the most comfortable yeah, shoes I really own. Is. Yeah, yeah, it's so comfy. It really is. I wore it like it was like a pair of slides on holiday. Yeah, same. With no, with no socks. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you know what? I have a thing about that. I have to wear socks, even if it's thin. Like I was going down to the uh, pool in my a, defense, but yeah. I was just this like, was us going oh, from the hotel room shame. to the pool. Yeah, okay, so no, that's the, the that's, yeah. There's no leaving the no. hotel. But I still, I still in that moment, felt like in the elevator, like oh my god, people are looking at my toes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, uh, do you, I don't know if you remember the? Um, I actually opened my store with this shoe. With, the, the, you might not remember it the espo air force two yes you know that shoe yeah and it was a see-through air force two and it came with like a blue sock yeah um, it's got it light blue detailing light on blue it. detailing yeah. right alex and loves a see-through air force i basically have a save search for clear air force ones yeah um on ebay because they ne- i just really want a pair and i've seen every single color come up but they never come up in my size but um, those ones always come up. The Espos. Yeah. Yeah. But, but it's funny because sometimes I see them for dirt cheap yeah. and sometimes like 450 quid. Yeah, yeah. But within, the, within a few months, because I have saved, I have Clear Air Force One, Nike um, Perspex Air Force, yeah. like AF1 Clear, like every single yeah. different variation because no, I'm trying to find um, it. I think it's Mr. Is it Mrs. Mr. Invisible I don't want that colorway. Oh, what of the? I don't want the light blue the and light purple blue one. one. Okay. Yeah, that's the issue. I'm looking for old, because I think they must have done it as an ID. I'm not sure. Because I've seen some of the, um, I've seen a lot of pairs because I've been looking. Yeah. <laughs> they did like ones with orange detailing, black detailing, red detailing, blue detailing, and I think it mu- they must have optioned it as an ID. Because it comes up with weird colors and only random co- uh, sizes. Well, the thing is, I remember because it was so popular, mm. there were a lot of fakes. There uh, were a lot of fakes that were made. Some do look a little bit dodgy. And that's what you like. That's That was the one shoe that I remember staying so clear of unless it was that I had seen it officially released. I bought a pair, not even my size. I found a pair of Air Force and they're all clear. Oh, God. No, I'm so sure it's all that, clear. that can't be right. I'll show you. I'll show you. I've got them in the studio. I'll show really? you later. Yeah. Unless it's a sample. But they're or like something. a UK eight, uh, all clear. Right. No, I've never seen yeah. that. Yeah. I, I just bought them because I was like, I, I need these. Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> they're care not if they're my real size. Or not. I don't care what they are. I want they were like ten quid. I, I, I yeah. gotta have them. No oh, box, God. you know. Uh. Talking of the eBay, let's talk about the in real life eBay car boots. I am a car boot fan. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Oh, I love your Insta stories with the honest, no glitz, no glamour, because that is what car boots are. Yeah. I love the videos where you're filming, like, a group of people that are all getting all, really flustered yeah, over something, and you're like, I'm always like, what is it? What are they looking at? It's the same. I mean, th- that's what I'm, I'm going there at the same time. So I'm, what, I'm filming it. But you're also trying to find out. I'm trying out. to see what they're looking at, because yeah. I'm like, they must have gold here like because they are fighting <laughs> then, over and don't then, even think it is as soon as they pick they're like no i grabbed it first and they're picking up a oh pair God, of I used sandals <laughs> or used flip-flops i mean used like shoes or use like and i'm like they're fighting over 
pair of old sandals. I this love. Is this is why I love car boots, though. Yeah, you just don't know what you're going to find. It's like a treasure hunt, but you're against, like, but you're on a reality TV show and you're against <laughs> everyone. Yeah, yeah, literally. I mean, that, and it is because it's you know, I mean, it's a lot of people think that they can go to these car boots and find the things that I'm finding. Oh no! You have oh, to. Go, no. You have to go to a hundred to find one yes. thing. Yeah, like, it's, it's like yeah. hard work. It's hit or miss, and, and a lot of times to, it's, it's miss. consistent. Yeah, it's you have to be there every week, five in the morning. Wake up, get to you know, be the first one, one of the first herd that go in, and you just don't. You have to. the The key with car boot sales is you have to have a general knowledge mm-hmm. about many things yeah you You can't go with one mindset because if you do you're not going to get anything like yeah you know me going there to find those computer games i found last year oh yeah i saw them i saw you got them again this weekend no that was just that was a reminisce of last oh okay from last year so last season i I call it a season um last season season. (laughs) yeah and there's a calendar and everything a car boot calendar i I love all the dodgy websites as well the design (laughs) of the dodgy websites because it's always like a friend of a friend of a friend has come come up with this website and it's in comic sans yeah Yeah. i might just do a project when you know it's good because i'm always like yeah yeah this is a good one yeah don't even have the times on here no (laughs) the thing is a a lot of or you see the the banners on the side of the road where it's like Car boot here Sunday. every Sunday, yeah. yeah, and you're like, right, I'm yeah. there. <laughs> I know. I do that with my mum. We we drive and we're like, oh look, car boot here on, on Saturday. Should we go here? And we're like, you know, no, we're all right. Well, let's go to the one we normally go to. You know, we we Consist- do travel. Consistency is key. Yeah, right. And now even to the point where I'm walking around and people, oh, you're right, Max. Yeah. Oh yeah. You get anything? No, no. <laughs> so we're like, we've got like a little community of people in the car boot sales, um, but like finding like for example those computer games and i was lucky that i was the first one to that car yeah and i saw it at the back of the car if i was 10 seconds later i would have i would have missed the the whole thing yeah but i've probably got you know just from that one deal probably 1500 pounds worth of stuff for 15 pound yeah that's crazy Work out that profit. Yeah. Do exactly. the math, guys. Do right. Yeah. So, uh, but again, that's not all the time. No. You, know, you also, found... like, sometimes you have to, like, you just hope that, that like, not everything's yeah. like Sometimes that. it's like bargain hunters and they're like, oh, I spent five pounds yeah. on this. <laughs> yeah. But, you know what? And I only got one pound for it. Yeah. But, you, no, but if, if I take something home, I try to buy as cheap as possible mm. because for me it's fun is going out and finding things. I found some undercover um um wait you're you guys are size six yeah i found some undercover court force in the car this weekend (laughs) hello welcome to the uk six podcast (laughs) what's in the title yeah (laughs) that's what i was thinking i just it just hit me a uk six undercover collaboration on on a pair of court force and Um, it was this weekend i got it for 10 pound amazing like and it's I, like, lo- I love getting stuff from people who don't know how much it's worth. No, That's my favorite. No, they have when no they know idea. how much it's worth, I'm less likely to buy because I'm like, I don't I, feel like I'm key. getting a bargain. As soon as they say, 
oh, these are X amount on eBay, I walk away. Yeah. Yeah, because they've done, they know what they've got. So that you've already done your research. Why don't you sell it on eBay? Stop wasting stop my time. Coming, yeah, stop yeah. coming to Car Boots. Yeah. I'm, I'm here to for a they sell it on eBay. Don't tell if me you've seen it on eBay. If you're aware of eBay, go to eBay. <laughs> go eBay. Yeah. What's the point of coming you're to eBay? You're here in a car boot. Yeah. Give it to me I'm for interested the people, with the people who don't know what eBay is. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, the, one of the things that I end up doing, I see, I see what phones they have. Some There's this one guy, right, who has um, you're there with binoculars like in the yeah, bushes like, what wait, phone do they have I saw no because as soon as I see some, you sometimes go to the older guys the older you know f- families who are mm. like you know we just want to get rid of get stuff get rid I of bought, stuff like, yeah I bought yeah. like I Family bought vintage clear cameras I've bought cameras are worth a lot yeah I've, like lenses and stuff like and they're you know stuff like in cases like full on whole sets of lenses like Mamiya and Leica. I've bought like stuff from from car boots before, and they're like, "How much?" I said, "How much do you want for this stuff?" Uh, for the two boxes, I just give us forty quid. But sometimes yeah. you just want to get rid of stuff, yeah. you know. Yeah. I've been in there. I'm like, but, oh, just I just want. You'll enjoy this more than I will. Like, yeah, sometimes but they're just if there, you knew but, it was yeah. worth like two grand, I don't think you'd say forty quid. Leicas are worth a lot of money, yeah. and they're not going down in price. Yeah, um, and I did offer him thirty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because one man's trash is another man's treasure. Businessman. <laughs> no, that's just part of the car boot haggling. Yeah. That's the car. It's the only place you can still haggle. Yeah. Um, what fun. I love about it is it's like it's like a high. Like finding something is a bit of a high. Like yeah. you're just like because there's not much many things now in life that are like left to the element of surprise. We kind of know everything that's coming out. You like. I mean, you, know you can I mean? have save searches on eBay. Yeah. 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 Like. The element of surprise, you literally do not know what you're going to get. And you might walk away at the end of the day and be like, do you know what? Wasn't successful today, but you might walk away like, exactly. like Magdi with an absolute steal. And that day, it makes your whole week. You're like, yes. Yeah. And that's yeah. what keeps me going. I once bought a pair of secondhand yeah. jeans and found a tenner in the pocket. And it was truly one of the best days. <laughs> Honestly. Not only did I, they cost me like $3. And, and I found you ten dollars in yeah. my pocket. Do you know what? That uh, two weeks ago, my mum found she she was like, actually no, it was three weeks ago. She wanted like a a, a bum bag. She mm. was like, because you know she didn't know where her one was, and she was like, she likes to put her coins and you know have yeah, her money. So when she's, she's a you proper car have, you got to have it on the front ready. She knows yeah. what she's yeah. doing. Right? So she she's the one who taught me everything. So we we she goes and she goes. Okay, I found a I found one. You know, it was three pounds. You know, it was, it was new. He said, it, you know, whatever. Yeah, bit overpriced, that. It was, <laughs> so anyway, we, she come, right. we, we come home. I was like, mum, this isn't new, though, because there's like, you know, you can see it's... You know, she was like, yeah, but it's fine. It's I only need it for while I'm here, and then we'll throw it away. Oh, my she God, then, I'm on the edge of my seat she, with what was in it. She opens it, and there was £90 in there. Oh, cash, my right? God. And, then, and someone's ID. Oh. But like oh. In, a, in a foreign language. Oh. So like we did, we couldn't understand or try to yeah. contact this person because it was in a, you know. Yeah. Matt. Oh, that is a treat though. 90, you paid three pounds. You're I already up. I bet your mum was so <laughs> She was like, this is amazing. She was like, okay, dinner's on me tonight. Let's, yeah. let's, let's, let's order out. But like that's, it's, you know. The, the excitement of, of the hunt is yeah. generally why I, f- I enjoy doing car boot sales. It's why I'm, you know, again, with even with archive DNA, mm. it's because it's things that people don't generally see. Mm. They don't see these things anymore. They don't see, um, you know, or they may not have even seen them before, not seen them 
you know, in a while, they may have never seen him. I mean, so, there's so many shoes. Like, I am constantly seeing, like, new ones. And I'm not newer models, but, like, new pictures of older models. I'm like, what What even is this? Yeah. And I just, like, save them on my phone. I'm like, yeah. oh, just... Because so I like to save lists just, like, to be, like, if anyone... Some pairs just, like, came out, though, and they just didn't... They didn't sell, so they only did them for, like, yeah. that's, that year or those two yeah. years. Yeah. So then you've only got, like, this amount, like, tiny proportion of time to, like, really find that shoe. And it's from, like... 20 years ago I saved yeah. them on so, the list because sometimes like people at Nike will ask they'll be like oh like what would you want to see reissued I'm like well let me tell let you we've got a list <laughs> yeah but call a, can you call a friend call yeah. Magdy well I mean the thing this is why on I'm loudspeaker <laughs> on loudspeaker I'm like hello <laughs> um, but you know again that's that's the that's the enjoyment of it it's it's leaving because if anything for me is like uh, anything ever happens there's always a resource and that's what I want mm. this page to, to generate. And if I, you know, the plan is actually to build a website that will have a permanent um, archive yeah. with thousands of shoes eventually at some point and a bit of information on that shoe, the year it came out, the product code, etc. cetera. Oh, searching by product code is a, uh, I love doing that. I know because it's, <laughs> yeah. it, it just makes things so much easier, mm. but it's, it's, um, you know, and that was the reason why I started it was because I remember trying to do that myself and you can't because not every shoe is Sometimes I think there's like a couple of websites where they have a few. Yeah. But uh it's not that often. No. Have um, you done have you been to Rose Bowl? Um yeah, well, no. What in LA? Yeah. yeah. Um to be I went to a flea market in uh, well, a few flea markets in LA. They're just so overpriced. And yeah. now everyone yeah, everyone, everyone thinks they're Sean Weatherspoon. <laughs> yeah so like oh we my. had we had some bargains but there was like some like tops. but we got the bargains at like just like the, the people morning. who were doing one stand like yeah. they were just gonna do it that month sure. and get rid of stuff yeah. there was like a lot of people selling stuff for a lot of money yeah like, i asked about this one um t-shirt and he was just and it was like it wasn't nike it was just an exhibition t-shirt from like an escher exhibition and i was like oh, oh i remember that and remember i was yeah. like this is cr- like this is crazy like they were the ones with the just sleeve. piles of clothes and on the floor. Had, yeah. They had like, like piles of clothes not. on the floor. And then they were like $300. And I was like... That's what I'm saying. And it was so mm. worn and shrunken. But I like, I just thought, oh, this is like, I've never seen this. And like, but then I brought some things for like $5. But a lot yeah. of things was, were quite overpriced. Then. Yeah. Or if somebody clocks... Th- so basically we got told don't go dressed well. <laughs> right. Because people realise that you like... Yeah, know what you're doing. So we, oh, I don't know if we did dress well. Oh, we had reacts on. So yeah, probably, we were, we yeah. probably and they weren't out in the US then. Okay. But like, yeah. pe- you also just saw people from the with UK suitcases with suitcases going around. Like, yeah. like you say, yeah. thought, thought they were Sean. Yeah. And they were just like trying to bring it back to the UK. But I was just like, yeah. Oh, I was just there to buy a few pieces yeah. that I wanted. That's what I mean. after, after stuff that I liked. I always hear this is when I was there in, you know, and I went to a, a couple of them. I hear them saying, oh, yo, I just found this. This is $200 in round two. And it's like, that's their reference of why they're there. Mm, I mean, look, yeah. I respect like that you're there. Like Space Jam stuff. There was loads of space, yeah, like loads really of space cool Space Jam, Jam right. stuff, but the prices were so, so high. Much money. You're in a flea market. like it. But yeah, I bought Space Jam stuff on eBay for like 10 quid. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, but it's because it's one of the, it's really easily recognizable as something that will resell. Yeah. Space Jam stuff. Oh, I did like. get those po- like Polo Ralph Lauren teddy bear bed sheets oh, for like $10. Yeah. Right. 
but and then I wanted some more, but then he was just like, oh, I didn't bring them with me. And I was just like, oh. yeah. but they, they were I like $100, to, $200 in round two. That's what I mean. Yeah. But like, I, I tell you where it was good. I went to one in Philly um, where it was like pretty much like a car boot sale mm. where it was, you know, they just don't care. It's like, mm. look, you know, there's, they're not overpriced. It's like, look, we're here to sell. Nice. Let's just get rid of it all. And it was like, cool. You know, I was buying up stuff. I was buying old jerseys. Basketball mm. jerseys, American football jerseys, like hockey jerseys, like, and it was cheap. They were, you know, they were used, but I knew what they were worth. So I was, you know, and it was all right. It was great. But Philly, for me, was a better a better space yeah. for for that because, you know. Well, now, into- like, corporate companies go to L.A. on shopping trips and they do Rose Bowl yeah. for, for their, like, own inspiration for their, and like, how, collections. It's expensive, isn't it, to get in? Um... <laughs> Five, ten dollars, I think. I can't yeah. remember. We got there. Oh no, we got there on the early ticket, so, it goes, oh. so as the day goes on, it gets more expensive. Yeah, we got there like first thing because we were like, oh, let's just get. Also, it was it's so hot. hot. Yeah, it was oh. like we went Fahrenheit. on such a hot day. Right. So by like nine, ten a.m., we were like, we've got to we go. We were exhausted, yeah. and like people were giving us free water because we drank all our water. Yeah, we it was a situation like, where, where, where yeah, yeah, it, it was, was like, where is the water located? Yeah. And like oh you're God. buying something and they're like, here, have some and it, water. And it's and it's like huge. And they're like, the water's not like all the way down yeah. there. So we were just like, oh, yes, thank you. Yeah, it you was like that. I was so I'll grateful you, you for the bottle of water. You wouldn't get that in car cells. No, you wouldn't. Not, <laughs> not in the UK. They're not that generous. <laughs> you're lucky they have toilets there. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's just, it's mental. God. But yeah, I mean, it's it's different. In England, car boot sales, you pay more to go in early. Yeah. Because I don't, that's what I didn't understand. Because I was like, we'll go for the early one, and then I think it was just. But that's because at Rosewell, the I don't know they you're, they're still setting up, so yeah. they discount it. They're like, oh, we can't guarantee that all the stores will be set up by this time. That's and crazy. Like, so, yeah, that's so the whole I point. think that's like yeah, so know, you want to go as they're setting up because you can see as they're putting it yeah. out, you yeah. can be the first but one to get it. But I think it's very it. established now, so like yeah. people know mm. what they're in for. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, well. I think oh. that's about. I was gonna. What else was it? Oh, I was gonna say your mom. I've got mad respect for your mom. I saw on one video that she told you to go back and buy the one penny. Oh, the shoe. one. Oh my yeah. god! I've been telling Meg to watch this video all week. I'm like, you yeah. have to watch this video. And I was like, I love your mom. She just switches on you. She go proper back. switched. Yeah. So I'm like, she's the, she's proper OG reseller. Yeah. 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 Like, to that to the point of where it was like. She's a, I would say more, rather than a reseller, it's more like a trader. Like she knew. She's a hustler. She would be like, look, I know what, you know, this is how we're going to, we're going to buy this stuff and we're going to make money on it because it's, it was easy. Nobody wanted it. It was, it's not like we, you know, we tried to take it off someone else. It was there. Yeah. But somebody does want it. That's the trick. Yes. Because I was talking about this yesterday. I think I used to work in a factory outlet and Stock never left the store. We would never shift stock out of the store. Once it came to the store, we would sell it. It would go. Yeah. Like eventually, maybe like six months down the track, but it would go. Yeah. Someone would buy it for a price. But the, the, I guess what had happened in Foot Locker um, was that they had accumulated so much stock. Um, and the actual shoe in, in question was the Air Trainer Sky, which was the first TN shoe 
not the Air Max Plus, but the cross trainer version, yeah. which nobody wanted. And that was the shoe that ran, like I said, I wanted that shoe that yeah. no one wanted. Yeah. And that was, was the one I could afford. It was your birthday as well, and wasn't it? Was it? The, it was, it was my your birthday. birthday present. Yeah. So I, I, you know, my mom gave me 80 pounds. So I went and got it. And they, you know, when they took it to the till, they said, you know, it was 1p when, when it came up on the thing. So that was That why, just wouldn't happen nowadays. No. I mean, but... And it was like, yeah, it was a liquid. It's there. It's our liquidation. You know, we're just clearing all of our stock. And it was like, because what they the idea for them is not to put it out on the shop floor, because this is their. This was how they met. How they said it to me, they don't put it out on the shop floor because it will then stop people from buying the other products, the, yeah. the higher price yeah. products. So they don't put it out. They keep it. They keep it there, and hopefully. Footlocker will then transition it out, mm. but they weren't doing it. So they had this liquidation list and were like, Here, here's the list. So we're going through the list. We ended up with 600, 700 pairs on that day. And then we started thinking. Was your house big enough? No, we had my uncle actually at the time who came over from Portugal built us like a, a garage at the in our garden. <laughs> and, oh, and, just to know, store all the shoes. Just to store That's shoes. That's so yeah, wild. Because I was like, I know how many like pairs of shoes are in stock rooms and I was like I know what 700 looks like and so I was like that's a lot it's a lot and and that was that was the first part and then we then basically my mum was like well hold on if if that is if that was happening in that footlocker what about the other footlockers so we, we took our receipts went to the other footlockers and because the systems are all connected yeah the pricing systems so we were like how many you know how many of those have you got you know they were like, can you just write down all the sizes? They go downstairs, write all the sizes. I said, cool, we'll take them all. They went, what are you talking about? <laughs> so they put it through the system and they were like, it comes up as one P or one pound. So that will be 70 P? Literally. So, I mean, some, oh, okay, it was, it was, there weren't many of the one penny yeah. prices, right? But there were a lot of one pound prices where it was 99 but a pound for a pair of trainers. That's less than the trainers. cost of producing it. Exactly. Yeah. But they said to me, um, that the reason why they did that is because one, it costs more for them to transition it out. Yeah, yeah. staff, fuel, staff, fuel, lorry, exactly. Like, and then, storage, and then what are they going to do with it? Rent on the store, yeah, exactly. So it's it then costs more for them. So they say, let's just clear it at the you know at, whatever at, at price. A loss. Yeah, let's just clear it as as low as we can to so just get rid of it, so you can have room for new stock that is going to sell for higher money. So that was how it was. And I was just going going around to different footlockers. Oh, my God. For, for about maybe two years. Until they maybe clocked on. Until, they, until all of a sudden until it was they like... Until they have pictures up in the, the staff, staff room. No, stock, they were letting me into the stock room. Oh, my that God. Was, it got to the point where they were like, all right, cool, go on in. Just look. Just go in. Oh, Here's look. the list and go, and go and choose what you want. I love how lenient it was in the back of the yeah. day. Yeah. <laughs> right. And so anyway, and then all of a sudden, you know, it was like the other staff were like then calling in all their mates and mm. they were coming in and doing it instead. So I was like, ah, it, it was good while it lasted. Yeah. But, you know, but that's why I'm like, you know, the with with this now with anyway, I want to sort of want to just finish with archive DNA. What I'm going to yeah. end up with now is we're, we're looking to do some pop ups. Over. That's what we were going to ask. Yeah, we I was like, like what's in store? Oh, really? Do okay. your own segue here. <laughs> okay, cool. I love it. Well, yeah. What's in store for you in the future? We, um, hopefully, the plan is um, to build the website, which we're going to implement a forum on there. 
Yeah. Um, where people can get, come come and just talk um, about anything. Online community. Just, but like, it doesn't have to be sneaker related. It could just be about anything. Just how your days go in, yeah. whatever. Yeah, like, subreddits and like things like that where yeah. they like branch off. Because no, there is nowhere really for people to come and have a conversation, but we'll use the sneaker thing or, the, you know, as the hub. Uh, yeah, it's mm. like a thread to link people. To link people in. Um, but we're going to have the site that's going to have an archive and also an online shop because over the last, you know, since the shop, you know, I've accumulated, you know, there's probably close to 2,000, 2,500 pairs of shoes oh plus clothing, which I haven't even started to list on the page. Yeah. Um, and it's not just like one-off pairs. I've got quantities of pairs. Size runs. Size runs in some things. Um or I might have like 12 pairs in one size, but like it's, it's, I've got substantial, I've yeah. got good stuff and stuff that a lot of people have, may have never seen before. Um, and it's stuff that I've been finding that I've had from back then, stuff that I've, um, uh, finding in, in car boot sales, stuff that I found in old sport shops, mm. um, old warehouses. And it's like one that no one is doing anything like this right now. Well, I mean, we literally just spoke about yeah. how, like, you know, shop spaces are becoming so corporate yeah. and commercial. It would be nice to have, like... Something different. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, all I want to do is actually do a weekend pop-up in different cities. So yeah. I want to do London, Amsterdam, Barcelona, Madrid, or actually maybe not Madrid, but, like, Barcelona. Sorry, um, Madrid. <laughs> yeah, well, I just think if I'm going to do one, I'll do Barcelona. Um, uh, you know, uh, Milan. I think I said Amsterdam, but yeah, like it's just like a few places. A little traveling roadshow. Yeah. yeah. And then hopefully. Um, Archive DNA on tour. On tour. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, and hopefully I'm looking to do something um, at the end of the year, um, which I'll announce at some point. TBC. So, yeah. yeah. Stay tuned because yeah. it will be exciting. It, ho- and it will so. be something no one's ever seen before. Yeah. Probably. No. So it will be, um, I'm looking forward to that as well. Yeah. It's always nice to turn something digital into something tangible. Exactly. And And something to physically experience. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. And I hope you guys are going to come down and uh, check it out. 100%. We'll probably be the first ones in the queue. (laughs) We've got sizes. We'll we'll camp out. (laughs) No raffles. I'll be like, where's UK6 section? (laughs) (laughs) Just pick it. Just go that one. I want all of them. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, We'll be like kids in a candy shop. Like when we get real, when we're together and we go like, find something that we both want we get really excitable yeah. and then like, yeah. people are like who are these girls like screaming in the corner screaming yeah and you know what the best part of it is that everything so far that i've opened a box of or, or each box i've opened is they're all wearable I was about, I was going to mention that because I always have that issue when I see like a really old pair. I'm like, oh, I really want these, but are they going to last? Yeah. I, I mean, always get scared. I think I've just don't wearing. run a marathon in them and you'll probably yeah. be fine. That's what I mean. Like, uh, delicate wear. Yeah. Like not even delicate. Uh, just don't, don't go for a run in them. Like, yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> the don't play basketball you've got to do is just don't do any sports in them. Yeah. Yeah. They're not for that now. Like, I mean, you know, we're talking about some real memorable shoes here, mm-hmm. you know that are and the thing is i wouldn't even say that you couldn't wear them i'm just yeah. saying i wouldn't <laughs> yeah <laughs> but you can wear Personal i've been choice. wearing them i wear it, them it all depends day. on the model yeah i mean 
So Some are be... a lot easier to wear than others. Yeah. You know. This is getting me excited. Like the, even the thought of like shopping with you is just getting me excited. I'm like, oh. Yeah, it'll be good. Trust me. Making me feel nostalgic as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. I love that like connection. Like when you were talking earlier, you were like, "Oh, this shoe was like when I was at basketball, and like this shoe was like this like time frame in my life." Yeah. And I love like thinking of my life in terms of shoes. So I like to go back to reference points, but yeah. shoes. So I like I almost like remember like school through like what shoes i had for like my pe but then the shoes PA that i wore, class, at, yeah. wore at school yeah. and then like the football boots that i had because i used to play football so it'd be like the football boots that i was obsessed with and that kind of like trickled down a bit like you into like wanting to buy like nice trainers as well and yeah. then starting that and then all these like little reference points yeah that's what for kind sure. of got us all into it so yeah it's like but the yeah. personal stories that go along with them yeah, I always say I've got to have a personal connection to a shoe if I want to buy it. Like I've got, it's got to move me. Yeah. <laughs> I feel emotionally connected. Uh, I put that, it on. I'm like, this is this is a feeling that I need. Uh, and that's that's why we are weirdos. I mean, yeah. like literally uh, emotional connection to my footwear choices. Yeah, when you have to explain this to normal people, and they're like, "Oh right, okay," you're like, "Yeah, I am a weirdo. Still <laughs> a weirdo." Yeah, like that, I'm just going these people. <laughs> Seriously, I get it. I've had it for years. But the people now, that are like, I just wear mine till I fall apart. Not cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, 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 oh, I just glued mine on, underneath. I said, God. You, you, there is no, okay, before, just as the last, last thing I want to say, there is no excuse for bad footwear. I will, I'll, never, I'll, I will never forget this quote. man that came into store oh. and he only wore white trainers from Primark, uh, like the Vans ripoff, like those yeah. ones. And he was like, there's no point in me buying other trainers. Did I should just... regularly or was just one no, time? No, he came in one time oh, okay, and it scarred him. me. And he only bought these the same white trainers from Primark for like £3 or something. And he was like, I buy them new, I wear them to the ground, I buy another pair. But you know what? And he didn't when see the point in buy, investing in a shoe that would last him but like a longer amount that, of time. But even if you wanted to be cheap, there are enough sales. Oh, yeah, for sure. Right? There are enough places to buy yeah. shoes brand new for cheap. You know, there's no... Kids should not be bullied in school. And I know that, you know, it shouldn't be about the shoes that they wear. But it is. It it People will get bullied. You know, it happens. But... You should not be in a position where you can't wear a nice pair of trainers because you can't afford it. Because you go to to those, you know, those no-name bastard shops where they have trainers that are whatever, and they're £20. You can buy the same thing with a, you know, a decent shoe that are much better, you know, <clears throat> built, etc. in a sale. Just look for Sports it. Sports Direct. Exactly. Exactly. I yeah. mean, even at, at, at the least, but yeah. even in sales, you can find things if you just are willing to look for it. Yeah. Even like what we said earlier, like eBay, you can look for like good just shoes look. on eBay. Yeah. There's no, there's no, there's no enjoyment in, you know, in the hunt anymore. And I know it's like, you know, I guess that's my pastime. It's just about that. It's just finding stuff, hunting. you know, hunting. <laughs> yeah. One quote I like to say is, there's two things that you should buy well in your life. And one is your shoes and your mattress because you're either in one. 
you're always in one. So you're either in a pair of shoes or you're asleep in bed. Yeah. And I always remember that now. <laughs> yeah. That's your that's your yeah, justification that's like, every time you buy a new pair yeah. of trainers. Good. Yeah, every time. And well, I'm not buying a mattress. <laughs> <laughs> so what else will I buy? Yeah, it's got to be shoes. Okay. <laughs> oh, I can't wait for someone to send me one of those mattresses now from like the ones that like pop up out of a box. Like you see them on Instagram. God, oh, like, yeah. I've and bought one. Oh, is it good? It's, well, it's in my daughter's room. She uses it. <laughs> but I'm like, you know, just in case that someone comes in and like they can, you know, they can just, they can have a, a it's but it's, like, it is all right. It's good. It's like, bing. Yeah. yeah. You it just rolls see. out, but it yeah. takes like 48 hours for it to like expand. Fully in, in, inflate per yeah, se. In a yeah, because it's like vacuum sealed into that box. But right. yeah. Anyway. I think, yeah. That thank has been you. good. Thank you. This has been really great. Yeah. Thank you so much for no, coming thank on. Thank you for having me here. And, um, I feel like we could speak for like hours. I know, hours. and I feel like yeah. people listening are probably like, like, come on, guys, like this. You know? <laughs> Wrap it up. <laughs> Wrap it up. <laughs> it's time for dinner. <laughs> yeah, true. it is. It's true. True. Well, thank you. Thank and you again. If you guys want some more knowledge, check out archive.dna on Instagram. Anything else you want to promote? No. Just that. You guys should all check it out and hit that follow button. Thank you. Well, this was great. Thank you so much for listening to UK6, the podcast. We will be back shortly with another episode. See ya.